I do not believe monogamy is natural for the human species. I don't think it's what Mother Nature most wants. Now, there's exceptions, but, but Mother Nature likes lots of penises and lots of vaginas. Welcome to the Attractive Man Podcast, where we help men become better men. I'm your host, Matt Artisan. What's up, guys? Today I'm with Josiah Price, one of our top trainers here at The Attractive Man, as well as author of No More Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. Robert Glover. And I'm really excited to talk to him today because we're going to dive deep into monogamous versus non-monogamous relationships. That's right. Polyamory versus monogamy. Open versus traditional and which one is better. The pros and cons of each so that you can decide which one is best for you. And it might not be the one that you think. So make sure to pay attention to the entire episode. Let's dive right in. So throughout your history, you were in a monogamous relationship with your first wife, second wife, and I'd assume now your third wife. What are your thoughts and ideas behind non-monogamous relationships? I do not believe monogamy is natural for the human species. I don't think it's what Mother Nature most wants. Now, there's exceptions. Nowadays, since we don't live in a tribe, it is probably the best way to parent children, unless we're going to live in a commune. But the, you know, there aren't too many of those out there, and most of us aren't going to live in a commune. But, but Mother Nature likes lots of penises and lots of vaginas. And for most of human existence, we were tribal and therefore communal. We shared everything, food, protection, shelter. Um, and every man had access to vaginas and every vaginas had access to penises. Mother Nature loves that, okay? Around 10,000 years ago, we, we became less wanderers, hunters, gatherers. We started settling down and we started staking a claim. Men started saying, this is my land, this is my cow, this is my tree, this is my corn, this is my woman, this is my, my children. And so this is where the ownership or what in feminism is called the patriarchal model began uh, to, to come in. And, and so there's that, that the, the monogamy part comes out of that. It comes out of this ownership model. Now, it's what we've had for 10,000-ish years. Religion showed up about 6,000 years ago, and for a few reasons. One, to kind of help men, you know, protect their claims, including uh, their, their women and uh, paternity and things like that. And, and so what, what we've done for about the last 10,000 years is limit both men. We've, we've limited men's access to vaginas and women's vaginas' access to penises. And we said, nope, you, you got you to gotta get into a relationship, be married, live together forever, and then you're going to have lifelong blissful sex. It's never worked. It's never worked. The whole idea of romantic love didn't even come around to about 200 years ago. For, for about, you know, about the last 10,000 years, it was all economic. You know, we're going to marry, you know, marriages were either arranged or we married somebody on the farm next door that we knew from church or that we grew up with, you know, in the town. Um, and we all you know, had this idea that it was supposed to work, but monogamy has never worked, right? If it did work, nobody would ever cheat. Nobody would ever be unfaithful. Uh, religion wouldn't have to try to manage people's sexuality if monogamy actually worked. And, and when, you know, we started saying this, you know, you know, lifelong, you know, man, woman, forever, you know, one man, one woman for life, um, you know, people lived till 17, 24, you know, maybe 35. That was a long life. And so, we're now in a situation that, that we've romanticized 
this whole thing about about uh, oh we found you know my 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 one and only you know my split apart my soulmate and and we've romanticized it for about two hundred years and written songs and books and stories and movies uh, about it and and romantic love's actually also another terrible way to try to build a long term relationship. Uh, I don't know if it was Mark Manson or who I read that said that that sh the theory is Shakespeare wrote Romeo and Juliet to show the utter fallacy of romantic love. Oh, we love each other so much, let's kill ourselves. Yeah, that's really logical. So with all of that said, even though society has, has you know, funneled us into this, you've got to, you know, find someone, marry them, and then you get to have sex, which unfortunately... That means dating and courtship has never been part of human experience, you know, but now that now it is because we don't live on farms and we don't have our, our families arranging. So now we actually have to get good at dating and courting in order to even get access to vaginas. Um, so, I mean, it's a mess. So to try to answer your question, I'm a big believer that if you do anything consciously, it's going to be a powerful growth experience. If you date consciously, and that's what I preach, conscious dating. If you date consciously, it's going to be a powerful personal growth machine. I've been telling um, men and women for years as a, as a relationship therapist, I believe conscious relationships are probably the most powerful personal growth machine that there is. Getting into any kind of intimate relationship with another human being is going to challenge us. It's going to grow us. Why? Because it's not natural. Now, we, the, wanting to connect, wanting to be sexual um, is natural, but trying to do that in a pair-bonded relationship is not. So we're trying to do something natural using unnatural techniques. So if you decide to be monogamous, as my wife and I have, and decided to keep all of our sexual energy within the container of our relationship, and we do, she doesn't flirt. Uh, she doesn't have a bunch of guys on Facebook. I got nobody on Facebook. I have no friends on Facebook. That's by choice. No women. I don't flirt. I don't, I don't look at porn. I don't masturbate. I, I regularly, rarely ejaculate. I, uh, I found that our sex life is more exciting if I don't very often. Um, and so all of that sexual energy stays within our relationship. And that really heats it up. Our sex is never boring. It's always exciting. And within that, we tell each other lots of stories and we've had some sexual adventures, but our rule is anything that we invite into that container is mutually pleasurable and agreeable to both of us, right? And we don't try to go out and make anything happen, but, but, but we let whatever wants to manifest within that sexual container manifest, but nothing's hidden, nothing's secretive, nothing's over here on the side for, for either one of us. So that makes our sex life really exciting and, and it's very enjoyable. Even at 64, I don't have a real high sex drive, but, but I love having sex with my wife because of that monogamous sexual container. Now at the same time, I'm also been a piece I've been working on within myself and working with a lot of men, is how do you make a decision to be sexually monogamous with a partner and not give away any other personal freedoms? How do you, just because you've said, I'm going to be sexual only with you, how do we not go, you know, put a handcuff on one wrist and give them the other handcuff and say, lock me down and take away all my, you know, now you can tell me I can't go spend time with my friends, or now you can say, I can't go, go do this, or I can't do that. Because that's what most of us do. Once we get monogamous, we, get, we give them the keys and the handcuffs to control every aspect of our life. That's called fusion. And it's not particularly healthy. 
So I think one of the beautiful challenges of monogamy is number one, we're driven to want to put our penises in other vaginas, deciding to only put it in one vagina, but to keep that relationship so exciting that it never gets bored and never feels like, okay, it's time for a different vagina and to not give up anything of ourselves to do that in the process. I think that is amazingly fuckingly, fuckingly powerful way to grow as a human being. Now, with all that said, I also think non-monogamous relationships can be really powerful. They require a shitload of consciousness. In general, they require more rules than monogamy does. And, and they still both require a lot of transparency, a lot of honesty. So either way you approach it, whether it's monogamous, non-monogamous, if you're willing to, to show up, be conscious, be present, tell the truth, be transparent, be willing to do your work of whatever gets brought up either way. Um, both are really powerful. And I, I would never say to anybody, here's the way you should do it. Or here's the right way to do it. I, I, I see benefits of both. I see, I see some advantages, some growth opportunities in both. And, um, you know, honestly, the only time I really entertained being in non-monogamous relationship was when I really didn't enjoy being sexual with the woman that I was with. Then being non-monogamous seemed a lot more interesting. Um, but when I'm loving having sex with one woman, uh, just telling each other dirty stories while we're having sex seems to be good enough to create that energetic feel of of, of more of a non-monogamous. And my wife, who's extremely jealous, can just tell me the nastiest, dirtiest stories that, you know, if they happened in real life, she'd shoot me. So, um, so you can have fun with it. If you feel safe, there's a lot you can do in that, that monogamous container. So I recommend that you click the link down in the description to apply for a free breakthrough session where you'll hop on a phone call with one of our team members and we'll assess your situation. We'll see where you're at right now, where you wanna be, and see if we can get you there in the fastest and easiest way possible. Thanks for listening to The Attractive Man Podcast. Make sure to follow me on Instagram and visit theattractiveman.com to see our bootcamp schedule, apply for a free consultation, and get access to your free training. I'll talk to you guys in the next episode.